0: With the Justice Department launching a probe, Republican Senator Kelly Loeffler has admitted to millions more in stock sales after coronavirus briefings, including ditching shares in retailers and buying stock in a company that makes protective equipment. This proves that the only thing less popular than a global pandemic is politicians.
1: Queer Eye star, Jonathan Van Ness says, you shouldn't cut your hair while isolating at home. He's right. Instead, you should just pull it out while listening to Trump talk.
0: Florida Governor Ron DeSantis (laughs) has finally given in after weeks of mounting pressure and has issued a statewide stay-at-home order, which just goes to show you that everyone in the state of Florida does things much slower with their left turn blinker on the whole time.
1: Treasury Secretary Steve Mnuchin says Americans can expect their stimulus money within three weeks, which means Americans can expect their stimulus money within 10 weeks.
0: And finally, Joe Biden is saying states should prepare for the possibility of voting remotely in November's presidential election, which is to say that he's taking time right now, starting for about seven months, so he can figure out how to vote in November's election. The Trump Report starts now.
1: I'm Maria Menunos, and you're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now,
0: let the buzz begin. Oh, look at us. Here we are, socially distant and... Uh, what what could be happier than hunkered uh, <laughs> down for a uh, we all Wednesday. we all pay.
1: and there's no I telling if you can do know, that or not. No, hi. you know
0: it's a Wednesday afternoon, and uh, this is just going to be a, a, a light, fun conversation. I'm Christian Blatt, joined by Chelsea Galicia, hello, and Scott Moore. Hello, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, Apparently, <laughs> apparently, what I said about right. people from Florida is true. There's a very little bit of a lag between us and uh, Scott. And of course, Tamara <laughs> Brown, welcome to the Trump report. That's right, except no uh, except no substitutes. So uh, there's uh, I guess uh, lots more numbers flying around, uh, and we're right. Uh, since our last show, the uh, expectation is, that, you know, the last time we were on, the idea of uh, churches being full in time for Easter, uh, that that seemed to be what the president was aspirational towards. And uh, that has now been back, Bernard. They're saying the end of April. I, I just feel like I'm sure that this is being done incrementally for a reason. I think they should just tell us that, like, we're not going outside until July 1st, um, you know, or or later. But I feel like, you know, that's probably the earliest um i will uh, ask you first uh chelsea what you think about sort of this uh this moving uh deadline do you think that people could handle being told that it wouldn't be until uh july or october just horrified me to say out loud what do you think <laughs> uh i actually Don't
2: and especially in the world where there are some people trump included who believe that we should get back to opening the economy Yesterday Mm -hmm. the idea of us having to be hunkered down for not just weeks, but months and months uh, can be pretty overwhelming Um, i've made it easier got myself a puppy and uh, and some games like uh, Rumi anybody know this one so i'm going to just figure out board games and puppy tricks and um keep doing the show through online and and I'll be good. Um I, I know that it's gonna it's gonna shatter some people's worlds. And I think it will end up being a good thing, but uh, it's it's hard, I think, for people to face the sort of the the falling away of their identity, if, especially for people who identify by their roles, by their jobs, by their careers. and if you're not that for a few months, who are you? And I think it's a wonderful existential question, hopefully not crisis for people, um, that they you know, have to entertain because you're, it's just you, your family and your thoughts. So I can see why people wouldn't wanna say, hey, this is gonna be the deal for another few months. Um, but I think you're right that it is. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I think it might be wonderful uh, as a you know an existential uh, journey if you will for uh, people who uh, aren't uh, trapped in a house with uh, small children or large children they're they're even worse uh, from what I can tell. So, uh, you know in th- terms of what our identity is a lot of us it's sort of like you know essentially babysitter but uh, also combination uh, one room school teacher combination prison warden uh, combination uh, chef. Imagine how
2: much more appreciation we're going to have for each of these roles in our society when we all have to try them on for months and months. How much more respect do you think we'll have for babysitters, teachers, prison wardens? Um, I well, wow, I mean,
0: I, I, I prison wardens have... getting to be an easier job. They're just letting everybody go. Uh, so uh, okay, Scott, fuck, uh, sort of, they're
2: not letting everyone go, but
0: okay. Hey, Takashi six, Nine's is going to get out. So uh, <laughs> clearly, clearly they're letting everyone go. Uh, what, uh, what did you, uh, what do you think about all this, uh, Scott? Are, are you, uh, are you here? Are you ready to just hunker down till Christmas?
3: Um, no, uh, as someone who also misses <laughs> just being out in society and, and I have a birthday coming up at the end of the month, and I wanted to do a big party, you know, a big event. And you're thinking, okay, now that's not going to happen. Um, it definitely, it's, it's definitely a learning curve. And I think there's, there's two things about it. I agree with what Chelsea said in the sense that they, they don't want to tell people it's going to be months, and people are freaking out. But on the other side, I also don't think they have a clear idea either. And so part of it's incremental as they continue to get more numbers in, as people continue to get tested, they have a better idea of the actual scope of what's actually happening. And that's why you're also seeing these incremental uh, pushes on these deadlines as they start to see. I mean, even Trump realized, okay, Easter is just definitely out of the question. Um, So I I think that's another reason why they ended up um, uh, also not wanting to give a, a far off deadline, too, because things could change.
0: Yeah. And uh, Scott, uh, you know, with your birthday coming up, I'm going to bet that your birthday party is going to look a lot like the screen you're looking at right now where you see, you know, the the four of us uh, 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 split. You know, I think you'll have a lot more uh, smaller boxes like that. Uh, Tamara, what are your thoughts on uh, on sort of the 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 narrative, which is I
1: think go ahead. You know, it's always been a pet peeve of mine for almost as long as I can remember when people who thrive on letting you know how busy they are, like, oh, you know, hey, how's it going? Oh gosh, I just can't, oh, you know. I was, and, and, I, and we are a society that values, you are more important the busier you are. And so that's why a lot of people thrive on that. And this sort of like what Chelsea was saying, like this is a, a, a time in history where we are forced to not be busy. And uh, I, I'm sure that's just driving some people absolutely insane. Uh, but I'm really enjoying, um, I've been like sending um, some writing samples to, to friends who were, were checking over each other's, you know, giving notes and things like that. And I'll send things to people and just be like, um, send this back to me by tomorrow. I know that you have nothing else to do. Like I I'm relishing in how like nobody's able to give the like, sorry, I'll take a look at this when I get a chance. I'm like, don't give me that. You have a chance right now. <laughs> um,
0: yeah. My wife and I were talking about this earlier. We uh, did an online uh, game night last week with a few different, you know, some, a group of friends and it was fun and it was fine. And then they wanted to do it again this Friday. And we're like, we, we just did it. But then it's like, what are you going to say you're doing? It's like, they know you can do it. So it's like, it's like answering a call from a telemarketer. Once yeah. you do it, they know they've got you. Uh, and the same so- thing,
1: that reminds me of, um I've, I've really been enjoying people's like Instagram lives. But the thing about that is sometimes you click on an Instagram live and you're the only one there. And it just feels like, like,
0: yeah like basically <laughs> um, hi. Yeah. it's like uh, well now you can't click out because they're like finally someone's here <laughs> yes <laughs> uh so yeah i mean look these are the some of the the, the micro problems that uh, we're seeing and uh you know i think that for every time you see a story where it's like okay people seem to be coming around to how important this is then you'll see another story about Uh, State police in New Jersey actually made arrests because somebody decided to have an engagement party over the weekend. There were like at least 50 people there. And, you know, so so you hear that. And then you, you know, depending on who you follow on social media, you might be aware that this idea of telling churches they can't be open and, you know, churches is is a general term for all houses of worship. But the people that- And churches chicken- yeah, and church. Well, church's chicken is still open. Last I checked, but you know what? It's been a few days, and I'm not sure. So, uh, we might we might need uh, some kind of uh, declaration from the federal government to keep church's chicken open. But in any case, the um, you know, just this idea of like, well, we can't, uh, we, we you know, we we can't uh, we can't go to church. We can't assemble. And it's like, well, you know, there there's other ways to do it. I mean, I, I feel like that's why. Look, all I know is early in the morning churches on on TV on Sunday, you know, it's ever since I was a kid because I was always like, well, but yeah, but where's what where's what I want to see? Where's the cartoons? So I I think there's there's ways around that. But then it's problematic when you see the governor of Texas issue an order that supersedes smaller regional, you know, uh, uh, mayors and things saying like, yeah, churches can't be open. And then he says, no, no, churches can be open. I'm going to trust everybody that it's going to be done respectfully. And yet we had reports, not just from Texas, but over the weekend of, you know, just huge turnouts at, at, at churches with no kind of, of distance at all. Uh, so, you know, Scott, as a, somebody that's, you know, and I know that Florida is a very diverse state, but it's. It's the the southernmost state any of us are from. So what what do you think that is about the the fabric of people? and and I understand that religion is very important for people, but the importance of not being told you actually can't go, uh, you're gonna have to figure out how to zoom with your pastor.
3: Yeah, I think um, like what you're saying is that it's such a big part of the culture. Cultural fabric uh, in in Florida in many places, especially in the South, and at this time of year, with Easter coming up, and uh, you know these are some of the biggest holiday of the entire Christian calendar. Um, and I believe even uh, Governor DeSantis's uh, stay-at-home order did not include churches at this point. Like as from what I had read earlier today, I mean he just finally issued it today, which you know kind of leads to us with why we think this is going to be lasting for months rather than weeks, because some states are just now implementing their stay-at-home orders. And uh, so it's just going to take a long time to see these numbers of new cases start to stabilize. Um, but yeah, I think for a lot of people, that's such an ingrained part of their life and exempting churches. I mean, just the same thing. We exempt churches from taxes and everything. And maybe there should be discussion on oh, that. But Oh, yes, there should be. <laughs> but um, in the sense that I do think that it, it definitely is something that a lot of government officials are wary to suggest that outright. because um, again, let's go back to politicians just not wanting to to do anything that's going to be risky or alienate any of their constituents in any way. And so if they were saying you can't go to the church I think that would uh, make a lot of, uh, constituents feel very much like oh the government you know is trying to control us and tell us what to do, Whereas if they make it more of a general like oh we, we really you know leave up to the individual. Uh, places of worship to make those determinations kind of throws it back on them, but also makes it uh, a little bit easier for um, a lot of like limited government people to feel better about that than saying out.
2: Yes, I blame Ronald uh, Reagan for this.
3: Um, So you said you blame Ronald Reagan. Yeah, like we talked about last week.
2: Yeah, I mean, when he's the one saying government is not the solution, government is the problem. And then now you have people who are just very sort of bitter and resistant to our political leaders, rather than saying there are problems in government with the way, mostly with the way that politicians are elected. But if we clean that up and these people are actually a representation of us, we believe in them, um, we trust them, then I I think that a, a a governor can say, yeah, guys, we need to hunker down. I know this sucks, but." You know, they would they would have faith in their that the people trusted them, the people elected them. Um, they wouldn't have to be worried about some you know special interests that are trying to, oh, don't do that because it's gonna be bad for business. No, that they could say what's what's good and correct and and not have to think so politically about it and just say and do the right thing. But when you make people distrustful of government, instead of instead of saying the politicians are not the problem, so long as they're elected fairly and democratically. And uh, I I think that's the one of the reasons why that we're having people be so resistant to, um, to government. I mean, I think that's, you know, for the the rise of libertarianism, but that's a whole nother topic, too. But can you imagine (laughs) if all of us were more involved in the democratic process, and actually, you know, liked or respected the person on TV who's saying, you got to stay home. And then we'd say, okay, and it wouldn't be this big thing. But because of what, I'm sorry to say, I hate to blame just one party, but really, but because of what Republicans have done to the democracy in the last 40 or so years, um, and the biggest name that stands out to me is, is Reagan, who I believe really got this ball rolling in the direction of you should all you know, hate government really um i think is is why or we're just not trust government in. exactly
0: yeah what i was yeah. going to ask you uh, Tamara tamra to uh, the the point that chelsea made uh sometimes uh government is the problem and is also the solution which uh to some extent seems to be what we're going on right now uh what do you think about all this Tamara?
1: Well, I've been thinking about buying a tiger, and so I just need to make sure that <laughs> yeah. there's no laws preventing me from owning I,
0: I, I, a tiger. I I have some uh, places where you should not buy them from. Uh, okay, I I, I just recommend if you can
1: send me just email me after we're we're done your list yeah. of um tiger oh contacts. All the good I tiger that.
0: places yeah, yeah. I, we we got yeah the the uh, Tigers are us is probably where I would say go you know so. Uh, what, what was the original question? <laughs> well, I mean, the tiger is obviously the important thing. No, just sort of this idea of government in our lives. And even at a time where we literally need government now to help save all of our lives, people still were like, whoa. whoa. And, and, you know, look, it it makes sense that out of any state to really try and buck this trend, it, it would be Texas. Uh, I mean you you do have other states that that don't have as as stringent policies, but this is the the governor of Texas actually taking time to be like, yeah, you know the churches aren't closed. it's all right. it's fine, just uh, you know don't don't sit too close together.
1: I'm sorry, I still don't know what you're asking
0: <laughs> okay Wait. it's it's what what you think about oh, the shit. fact that so many people <laughs> Uh, anyway, uh, Chelsea, I'll talk to you. Uh, I'll talk to you about, uh, yeah. apparently the, uh, Democratic Party is, uh, on, uh, agreeing with Joe Biden that, uh, the convention, which is scheduled for Milwaukee in July, can't go on as, uh, it was expected. Uh, who's Joe Biden?
2: I, I don't even Joe know Biden? who you're talking. Yeah. I don't even he's know a who you're guy, talking He's about. a guy
0: who had a couple of really bad interviews. Uh, he,
2: this, I mean, r- the fact that he and his campaign have not figured out a way for him to be very relevant right now mm. is um is just destroying him who cares yeah. about this convention at this point
0: well no. It, fi- well it circles back to it uh, but the idea of not having it because it's in july uh is you know if even if people are the numbers are all you know this this curve is flattened by july and everybody seems to be doing better you know, it seems like, well, that's a great way to, you know, reinfect a, a lot of people in Milwaukee and then bring it to other places. So it, it, it does sort of talk about this entire electoral process because you have the two conventions and then you have people actually standing in line to vote uh, in, in November. So as you look at that, what do you think makes the most sense to do uh, you know at you know what do you think about this idea of, of contingency plans, even though it's already April 1st, and you know the election is not for seven months. But uh, what do you think about sort of all of that?
2: I think we should fix the mail-in ballot system and just mail it in.:
0: You don't I, want to I do an app what- like the Iowa caucus. You didn't think that, uh, that that would be a good idea to do an app. I mean, I mean,
2: idea is great. The reality hasn't turned out to okay. be so great. Um, um, I, 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 gosh, should voting be anonymous? Is anonymous voting really the most important part of voting?
0: Hmm.
1: Oh, anyway, sure. Well, I mean, it has to be because a lot of people wouldn't vote if it wasn't
0: yeah that's true i think turnout i think turnout would be would be less if if you had to look regardless of how you want people But to what vote, if
2: it wasn't a public what if it's like you were you christian are the the recorder's office for your county oh, and we all I'd, just had to
0: i'd put that all on show instagram nope I, I, I would i would uh you know I, I, it would be like i don't like the way that uh that these people voted i want you to know how they voted Uh, All
2: right. So, I mean, really, the the, the solution is just mail in and any resistance to it, I think, is just silly and hoping that things will get back online or back offline um, before long is just silly. I think uh, mail in should be easy for everybody.
0: Well, Tamara, considering the uh, concerns and, uh, you know, the lingering feelings about four years ago, I, I don't know. I feel like our voting is safer if we just do it through the mail. What do you think?
1: Yeah, um, I don't, I, I'm not sure if like mail-in ballots would actually, would that encourage more people to participate? I suppose I it would, I just. As long as people I don't have know, to pay
2: for the postage, which Ooh. they don't. Yeah, Yeah.
1: Um, and since when, when I, um, my technical error I had just a minute ago, which by the way, for some reason, dialed 911 while I <laughs> got out of Zoom. Jeez. Um, yeah, but um, <laughs> Zoom, get over yourself. It wasn't an emergency. Um, so, uh, so I don't know what what I missed, but um, I think it didn't. It, did I see a quote uh, that Trump recently said that he he said that if everybody was able, if every single person who wanted to vote was able to vote, yes. we wouldn't have an elected the Republican. Repub-
2: the Re- correct. Yes, that is a real like yeah, quote.
0: the quote was you should have seen the things in this isn't a direct quote, but I the summary of the quote, I don't want to pretend that I, I have it word for word is you should have seen the things that are in there. Uh, if this passed, a Republican would never be elected again. yes and referring so, to the stimulus bill right yeah. Um, so yeah that but uh, that that's a, you're essentially correct in in what I, I
1: think the said. problem is not mail in ballots. versus I, I don't think it's so much the method of of the voting. I think it's the gerrymandering and the you know the, the the things like that, which is the problem with our with with voting. I wouldn't, I don't know, I don't I don't see the method for which you cast your ballot being the biggest hurdle to accurate well, I, voting.
3: Go ahead, Scott. I, I do think that um, you know turnout has been an issue, and especially what you're saying, Tamara, with gerrymandering and everything. But when You make it more difficult for people to vote, whether it's voting locations where they physically have to go and certain states that are not really open still at this point to allowing mail-in ballots. That's where you start to have an issue beyond the gerrymandering because you are making it more difficult to vote. And I do think if there is a mail-in ballot option that people can sit in the comfort of their home and go through everything on the time that they want and drop it off in the mail would definitely make it a lot easier, especially I'm sure people will still be – you know, not feeling good about going out in public spaces, even in the fall at this point, especially if there is any kind of recurrence, if this becomes a seasonal type uh, virus, uh, people will not feel good, even if the numbers are low, to go back out. And I think that's going to be a, a slow thing to to happen again. So if you can make it as easy as possible, then it would help people really bring up the turnout. And for a lot of Democrats, it's been an issue oh. is actually getting turnout to vote. So um, it, you know, make it easier for people to be able to do that. Don't restrict voting hours, don't restrict locations of where people can vote. And in the sense that Donald Trump quote would be accurate is if they made it easier to vote for everyone, um, Democrats would win by a lot more numbers because there still are more Democrats. I mean, case in point, Hillary Clinton won the popular vote um, in 2016. There are more Democrats in, in places and you see that in the Senate races and the House would make a big difference and it should be an option. Anyways, and normally, not just in a city.
0: Yeah, I, look, I think it that there there could be potentially be drawbacks to, to mail-in. And I think that uh, for whatever reason, you can offer some form of uh, in-person option, but do it sort of like the way that our primaries were in California, where it was like, I don't know, we had a couple of weeks where we could go, you know. And look, I know that uh, I think a, a you know it's probably seen as somewhat of a bipartisan issue that the more opportunities you give people the vote, uh, the the tougher it is to kind of, you know, keep in power the people that have been there for uh, far too long. Um, but I did want to sort of on this same topic, uh, Chelsea, you did bring up uh, Joe Biden. I, I do think it's a it's a very tough time to really be out there. I mean, I, look, he's doing interviews. He's doing what he can. But you can't campaign the way you normally would. No. And, and that's a good thing. Well, yeah. But uh, then there's also just this notion. I mean, uh, Bernie's getting direct questions of like, why are you still in this thing? But it's almost like, is there even a this thing to still be in? Um, I wanted to ask you first, uh, Tamara, uh, what do you think sort of about the way Biden's handling it, about uh, the fact that, uh, you know, Bernie doesn't see the need to, to go anywhere at this point? Well, none of us are going anywhere, but you know what I mean, to stay in the race.
1: I mean, I know that there are Bernie supporters who are still who are claiming that he's he still has a very very much a chance to to make a comeback or something like that. But I don't I don't know if I necessarily believe that. But if there were ever a reason for him to, I think it's it's this that's that's currently happening because um, Bernie's active. Um, Joe Biden, because he does not currently hold a public office. Not doing anything. All he can do is just sort of, I don't know, s- s- say something publicly. But Bernie is actually seen in action uh, on the Senate floor and, and doing things like that, which, which just it, it's it's it just makes a stronger case for Bernie, in my opinion.
0: Because he's out there and he can actually be seen doing things. Yeah, yeah look, if, I mean, if, if
1: I were if I were a person that was like, sure. you know, going back and forth between the two, you know, I this, this would be a time where I would lean more towards Bernie. Uh,
0: Scott, uh, I I think that the the distribution of the remaining delegates is impossible to predict at this point, because whenever primaries are are held, who's going to vote? You know, how many people are actually going to vote, you know, and all that. And they could literally vote for anything. You know, I wonder if there's any candidates that are like, oh, man, I, why why did I get out when I did? You know, why did I why did I uh, step up to support uh, Joe? Mayor Pete's like, oh, man, I could have I could have hung in there a little bit longer. Uh, what do you think about all of this, uh, Scott? Well, you know, there, there's there's two sides to it. And I agree a
3: little bit with Tamara and with Chelsea here. It's like Biden isn't the best uh, situation right now. So it's probably better that he doesn't have this soapbox to be able to be out there. And it, But it's a very fine line for anybody, even the best campaigner would would have a difficulty because like Tamra was saying, Biden holds no position right now, he has no power. And he walks a very fine line too of saying like, oh, what would I be doing if I were in power um, versus trying to politicize this moment and likewise, you have someone like Donald Trump, who's now turning these press conferences into a hour, 90-minute, everyday variety show, um, where the incumbent just has a lot of power with the bully pulpit of the office and the presidency and be able to you know, trot out with these press conferences and these ridiculous over-the-top things every day now. Um, That gives him a lot of leverage as an incumbent. And that's, in general, it's, it's very hard to bring down an incumbent most of the time because They have the power of the presidency to be able to blur that line between campaigning versus doing the everyday job of office of the president. And we've seen that with some of the uh, uptick in his approval ratings, even from some Democrats and non-voters and independents, uh, because he's out there every day. So it's a very difficult thing, even for Bernie, to be able to find that right line there that doesn't politicize the, the moment, but still be able to continue to get your message out there. And so that's a challenge. I don't think it would have helped to have any anybody else stay in the race at this point that already had left because it's at this point, a, a too far gone conclusion. I mean,
0: yeah. And, and Chelsea, they, I'll, I'll, get I'll your thoughts on this. Second. I, I think that we're all best. Uh, we as a society are, are better served by some of the people getting out who did. I just think that they're all starting to think like, Oh, maybe there was a chance. So Chelsea, uh, what, what are your thoughts sort of on, on all of, uh, all of what we're talking about right now?
2: I think that the definition sort of of a campaign or the the method of a campaign goes from here are my ideas on what I would do to this is what I'm doing right now. And the thing that's most important right now for people is information, both information about what we're going through, but also information about how do we best deal with it. Um, And we need somebody to like stand up for ourselves, stand up for us. For example, this is april 1st not only april school's day but it's the day that rent is due what what would it, it cost biden to come out and say today's the day that rent is due but we're asking landlords across the country to delay requesting for rent or allow everybody to not pay rent. And if you are still paying a mortgage on your building, um, then please utilize X, Y, and Z resource to hold you until, you know, for a few months. Um, In terms of utilities, you know, getting out there and talking to people and saying, how can we prevent utility companies from shutting people, you know, off? Be out there doing something for the people that you want to represent, and so this is not about what I would be doing. This, like, go out and actually do something. You know, I flipping through Twitter earlier, I saw that uh, AOC is going to have a—I um, don't know if it's a—is going to go live and explain to New Yorkers how to file for unemployment, like. That is really helpful for a lot of people. You know, just be out there doing something. Put yourself in the minds and the shoes of the constituents that you want to represent and say, what is it that these people need right now? And how can I be their advocate to help them get that? That would be the best campaign. Not interviews, not Trump is an idiot and he should be doing this. You know, instead of doing that, he can have his own, you know, daily briefings with his own you know, coronavirus task force that, you know, would be saying hopefully something similar or if they're saying something, but he can also be informing people uh, in a way that's really helpful right now. And I think a lot of people are looking to him to do that. And he's not. So, I mean, Go ahead. What if, what if he was the one hosting? It would be great. Do you remember a pop-up video back in, I don't know, when MTV did the video? Yeah, they had VH1
0: where- one with a little, uh, VH1, box, yeah. Yeah, thank
2: sorry. Thank you for the correction. VH1, yeah. and it was like you know the the pop up bubbles that would. I think say I
0: suggested that, this on the show.
2: Right, and we could do that sort of uh, if if a Trump presser was sort of you know delayed by a few minutes, you replay it with the pop ups, and so when he says that the population of South Korea is thirty eight million. You would have a bubble that pops up and say, "No, moron! It's nine million or ten million. What's thirty-eight is their wow. elevation." You, you don't. Know, things-
0: you actually don't even need to editorialize. You you don't even need to say. It. You know, you just be like, yeah, "Actually, that's what it is." Um, I don't want to run out of time, so we're talking about the briefings. So, uh, CNN, I believe yesterday was the the first day that they did it. They've decided, and I don't know if they're going to do it every day, but I know they did it yesterday they didn't cut away from their programming to the briefing until after Trump spoke. And I understand the argument in favor of that, but I also feel like that's, I, I don't know. I, I feel like it, 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 I don't know. I feel like they shouldn't be making that decision. Like, well, the, yes, this guy's the president. Yes. We don't know about what he's saying, but this is still the president trying to to talk us through uh, a crisis. Uh, so, in a relatively short answer, I want each of you to go around and, and uh, tell us what you think about that. You first, Tamara. Um,
1: should CNN not give full coverage? Uh, the the to idea the of, of
0: like skipping the part with Trump and and waiting for uh, Fauci and uh, uh, it's it's first. so
1: difficult. Yeah, like I mean, because you you should say like, yeah, stick to the people who are the. Factual knowledgeable where I want my audience to get the most information So I'm going to only highlight the people who are giving them that information, but to do so That would be you can't do that. You can't not show the president uh, It's 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 a Stuck between a rock and a hard place, you know
0: yeah, I mean, I, I think that you can you can make the the case for for why to make that decision. But I, I feel like that's sort of on you to and maybe you do put facts at the bottom of the screen, you know, and, and sort of like, you know, here's an actual you know, bit of information. Uh, but I, I don't know, I, I find it troubling to just the idea of like, well, we're not going to, you know, in, in a time like this, we're going to decide that we don't want to air what the president has to say. But what do you think, Scott?
3: Um, I say we use what Chelsea says, do a third book video and do the actual facts. But you know what? I didn't have as much of a problem with them not going to Trump because the the, the fact of the matter is he has been disrespectful to them and, and lies and isn't telling the truth. So in my opinion, I'd be like, great, you have no reason to show him if he's not going to do a, a good job comforting Americans and telling the facts and being honest, then wait to go till you get to the real people and honest people. So well, I- tend to disagree with that they should or they should do it chelsea's point do a 30 second delay and do a pop-up video
0: yeah and and chelsea uh, yeah obviously every day
3: but it's 90 minutes now
0: yeah yeah i mean but look also from a from a television standpoint ultimately when people find out that that's what's happening they're going to be just less likely to put CNN on for that. But what were you going to say, Chelsea?
2: I was going to say that. Then it just encourages people to go over to Fox News, which, you know, I found myself doing. And what? And I actually try and listen to Fox News for as long as I can to try and understand their angle, their spin, where actually I agree with them. Uh, and, and I can see a lot of parts where I do agree with them. But then I always have to stay sharp because... I can see how they very subtly and very quickly manipulate things and throw things in and flip something around or conveniently leave something. And so you, you've you got to, it's very interesting watching Fox News. It feels like the news is easier to digest actually when I'm watching Fox News. But then you're like relaxed and then those some of those things that they do can whiz by you real fast and you kind of got to be on your game to be able to catch it and sort of not fall for the spell. I can see why Fox News has been so effective um, in getting people to um,
1: to believe things. Um, Chelsea, what's the longest span of time you've been able to like stay on Fox News
2: you know it's actually been like up to an hour now i feel like it's like i'm training for a marathon and it's like a little bit more every day um, so in an
1: hour's time span chelsea who we all know says that there are certain times where she could slip and not catch so imagine these people that are watching it all day long yeah it's just I mean, it, it's, it, it's it's really literal minute mind manipulation
2: that that it is and I can also see more and more where the CNNs and MSNBCs are doing it too. And um, I, I just, whatever one side accuses the other of doing, it itself is doing it. And uh, so so you've, you've right. got to look at both and then you've got to also use common sense and you've got to use Google to see what, it, it, it is not easy to watch the news actually. It's a very involved, well, engaged process.
0: Uh, and, uh, Ryan in the booth, I know we want to wrap. I just want to take literally two minutes because, uh, I, I want to know what each of you think and keep in mind, keep your answer to about 30 seconds. The there's these, this, uh, the sexual, uh, allegation against, uh, Joe Biden. And I'm sort of wondering why each of you think it's not getting covered as much. Obviously the number one story should certainly be coronavirus, but why do you think we're not hearing more about it? Uh, you know, it, 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 I mean, it's out there. You are hearing about it, but not to the extent that you think you might, uh, especially if this wasn't going on, uh, Tamra.
1: Well, you know, even Fox News, you would think that Fox News would be all over it, but they're not even covering it that much. And I've heard people say that they think that the reason that Fox News isn't covering it is because they still don't see Joe Biden as a bigger, as as big of a threat as uh, another candidate would have been. Um, but I can only guess that the bias of the media is generally in favor of biden and that's not that's why they're not showing it i I, it's not that i really don't know
0: i don't think you're wrong what do you think scott
3: i um i just think because the coronavirus coverage is so much bigger right now and i will not put it past the media to be focused on it when we get back to normal campaigning because like i said and i've been saying this will be an uglier campaign in 2016 and we oh i mean so I yeah there's something to be thrown up
0: yeah there's something so to be said be for cut. the idea of spending the time on it now when people wouldn't be as focused on it i, I, I can see that and uh last word on this and last yeah. word for the show chelsea what do you think
2: i think the the ones who would be focusing on it like the fox news don't want to focus on it so much because they i see have always downplayed allegations by women of wrongdoing uh you know in terms of, you know, men misbehaving sexually. So it's just, I think um, in their playbook to not really make a big deal about it. Uh, Don't really believe women, don't really think it's important, even if they are right. Like that doesn't have anything to do with how they're gonna govern. So it's just not in their MO to really give it much airtime.
0: Well, uh, something to, uh, to obviously be said, we can certainly talk more about it. Uh, whether it's in the news or not, it's still something to uh, spend some time on next week. But uh, we went a little over, so that is our time for this week. Uh, obviously, we want uh, everybody to uh, stay safe out there and stay inside and watch all of your favorite Afterbus TV shows like this one. But if you'd like to interact with all of us, Chelsea, where can people find you?
2: At Chelsea Galicia.
0: Scott Moore, at uh, uh, SMan80, <laughs> S-man S-man yeah, <laughs> SMan80, and Tamra Brown. Where can people find Instagram you?
1: Instagram at Hey Tamra on Instagram.
0: And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Christian DMZ. And Thursdays at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern, over on the Popcorn Talk for Marvel movie news, which is a little bit more uh, lighthearted than this. Uh, that's all the time we have. Uh, and uh, to quote the great Jerry Springer, take care of yourselves and each other and we'll see you next week. Bye, everyone.
2: Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me,
1: Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV.
2: Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our
1: lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs>